And what is up, everybody? I'm Joe DeHoyos. I am the host of Beyond the Woodline. And uh, tonight I think I got a pretty cool show with uh, the guys from PD Regional, Region Paranormal. Uh, Brian, and I forgot your name already. Robert. Robert. I was going to say Roger, but I, was like, I don't think that's right. <laughs> yeah, Brian and Robert. How you guys doing, man? Not good. How you doing? Uh, we're doing, doing good. All right, man. That's good. Yeah, man, we had no chance to talk right before we came on the air, man. And uh, you guys are... It's like a pretty cool, uh, a couple of cool guys, man. The kind of guys you, you'd want to hang out with and, you know, have a beer and have some good food with. That's right. That's right. Yeah. You know, we, we talked about that, about, uh, you said, if you're going to, if you go out, you're going to have some good food, man. What, what, what's, what's good food to you guys? Uh, steak and barbecue. Yeah. <laughs> we kind of a meat and taters group. <laughs> meat and taters group. I like that. that. That's pretty good. Yeah. Dr. William Lester, how you doing, Doc? Thank you for joining. So, uh, just real quick, man, why don't you give us a quick introduction on yourselves and each individual, and uh, tell us what got you into the this whole field of paranormal. I'm Brian Horton. I've been in the paranormal for about twenty something years. What got me started as a young age, I was always in school thinking about weird stuff, and I'd go to the library and rent books on the paranormal and read stuff on ghosts. And then when I was probably about 13 after my grandfather died i was sitting down at my grandmother's and looked up at his chair and her chihuahua was staring at the chair and i looked up and he was staring at me and that's what kind of got me want to start looking for him and my name is robert humphreys i've been in the paranormal investigation business the same amount of time he has pretty much we grew up together and you know we we both just got interested in it at a very young age uh, my grand, my grandmother had a home that a lot of strange things would happen and I could never explain it. It made me want to learn what it is, you know, and so I started digging into it and, you know, me and him started as kids with nothing but a flip phone that had a camera on it and a flashlight. And that's where it began. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's where a lot of it begins. That, that's when, like I tell you guys, uh, in, in the house that I used to live in, we had a lot of paranormal activity and all I had was, a you know, my iPhone and. That's what I used, you know, and it was yeah. pretty cool. And we actually had a, as you guys know, I, I did, a, well, I still do the Bigfoot research thing. And uh, I had told my son, I said, hey, go get the recorder. We're, you know, we'll try an EVP session, you know. Not that I had ever done one, and I just seen it on TV. And he goes into the room where my daughter saw this black mass move from one corner to the other. And uh, he came out, man, he's white as a ghost. And. He's like, Dad, Dad, you got to hear this. And he plays the recorder for me. And he's like, you can hear him ask, is anybody here with us? And you hear a voice go, yeah. You know, <laughs> That was like the only time we had ever caught anything on EVP. The rest, I think that's the only time we ever did a session or you want to call it a session. But yeah, that was that was pretty cool, man. Some pretty good validation for us. Yeah. I used to love that. EVPs are awesome because you could pretty much catch them anywhere, man. Right. Anywhere. Mm -hmm. So what did you guys actually start like investigating? I want to say it was around 1996. Somewhere in there. 95, 96. Uh, there's a place locally here. It's a graveyard. And, you know, ever since we were kids, we heard stories and rumors in this graveyard about everything that's happening. People seeing a lady in white. And I mean, just all kinds of stories. So when we finally got our driver's license, we decided, hey, it's time to go check it out. And we did. And we actually had stuff to happen that night. So that's that started it for us. And when I was in the Navy, 
I go places by myself looking for stuff, going tours and go to the Whaley House, Queen Mary and all that and just see what I can find. Mm-hmm. And when did y'all form the PD Regional Region Paranormal? Uh, well, to start out with, I had a group in South Carolina. It was called Total Paranormal Investigations. He had a group here in North Carolina that was a uh, Ghost Commander Paranormal. And my group was hit and miss. You know, we'd get an investigation and half the people couldn't be there. And it wound up being me and another guy alone. And his group was the same way. And then me and him got to talking. We just merged our groups in together about 2017. Mm-hmm. And just formed PD Region Paranormal Group, and man, it's been wide open ever since. What does PD stand for? Uh, the area that we live in in North Carolina and South okay. Carolina is called the PD Region. Okay. And basically, it covers the PD River. It follows the PD River around, and okay. they just call that the PD Region. So we just took over North Carolina, South Carolina, parts of Virginia, parts of Tennessee, uh, parts of Georgia, whatever's in the PD Region is what we claim, but we go everywhere, man. You know, we ain't been long went to Madison Seminary up in Ohio, St. Albans Sanatorium in Radford, Virginia. We, we pretty much go wherever, but we just, we adopted the name because of the area that we're in. Okay. How many team members you guys have? I think there's eight altogether. Yeah, eight. You got me and him as the, co- as the founders of the group. Then we have the senior investigator, which is Mr. Rick Horton. We call him Pops, which is his father. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we got lead investigator Andrew McInville, which is one of my cousins. Another lead investigator, uh, Jeff Tank Collins. Then uh, Scott Tomestic and Andy Balkum, which is one our newest member, but he's, he's doing an excellent job in the tech department. He is highly knowledgeable when it comes to tech. And then uh, our historian slash, I guess you'd call case manager, Katie. which is uh, Katie Goodson. Okay. And, uh, you know, you mentioned your dad and, and your cousin, you know. Uh, what does it like the rest of the family think about what you guys do? They like what we do. So they give us something to do together and they yeah. support us. Yeah, they support us. At first, my parents was against it. They thought, you know, <laughs> are you crazy? But as I started proving what we catch, you know, it's one thing to come at me with a story and say this happened. But when you come with me with evidence or footage or film and say, look, this is what happened and here's the proof, that makes all the difference in the world. Okay. We think some of your best evidence. I'd have to probably say some of it at St. Albans Sanatorium in Radford, Virginia. Uh, we got some pictures of a female face looking around the door, staring at us, solid black eyes. My dad got a picture of, they call it the creeper crawling on the walls. He actually caught that on camera. So he got a picture of that. What is that? It's some kind of spirit up there. They, they say it crawls on the walls, the floors and everything. Everybody's always called him the creeper when he's been caught, but nobody knows actually who it is or what anything about him other than it's just a shadowy figure and it's in the shape of a person crawling on the ceiling. Hmm. That'll be freaky to see, I think. Oh, it it was, especially in person. (laughs) 
<laughs> have you guys ever been scared? Like legit scared? Uh, startled, but not really scared. We've been doing it so long, really yeah. don't scare us too much. Right. But I, I, I can't say I've been scared, but I have been startled. I mean, whenever me and him was in St. Albans and I was walking behind him, and all of a sudden I see his feet come off the ground, but he's still in the same spot. That kind of startled me a little bit because something had, had lifted him off the ground like that and then slung him against the wall. So that that was startling. I'm not gonna say I was scared because I'm trying my best to get it on camera. <laughs> yeah. But you know, deep and down, deep inside, you're like, what the heck? <laughs> yeah. What was it like for you, Brian? Ah, it didn't bother me. I knew it was about to happen because that spirit to call him Donald. He don't like me anyway. So I kind of figured when I walked past the store, he's about to get a hold of me. That's what happened. How did he grab you? Could you feel him like physically grab you? I just felt like something was around my neck. Just picked me up. There I went against the wall. Oh. And after he got up, I took the cut the flashlight on, put the camera on the back of his neck, and you could actually see like fingertip prints on his neck where it yeah. squeezed so hard. Yeah. And that's some strength right there to lift a grown man off the ground. Oh, yeah. You, know? you see that in movies. You don't, it's, it's hard to do it in real life, you know. And see, that's one of those pieces of evidence that actually changed us a little bit, if you know what I mean. Right. Yeah. It, it made you realize that, okay, this is for real. Right. You know, you got to, you got to be grounded when you go into places like that. Yeah. How long ago was this? Uh, two years, two three years ago. Oh, okay. Okay. So what do you guys do now? Do you guys do anything for protection before you go in? Well, we try to pretty much, you know, keep ourselves grounded, number one, and keep our relationship with God very good. Okay. We do try to say a group prayer as we go in, you know, just a blessing. Mm -hmm. So what do you think about the spirits or entities that are here? Are they from the other side or another dimension or... You have some spirits that are from here, and you have some that was never uh, human form. Okay. So it's a mixture. You know, you get to talking about stuff like that. A lot of people can go into a really big detail of what they think versus what he is, and nobody really knows what he is. Yeah. That's why we do what we do. Yeah. But you know, there there is another realm, I believe. Uh -huh. there, there's another dimension. So, I mean, you could get into the religious aspect of it and we could sit here and talk all night and argue it out. But, you know, people believe what they believe. And we, we just basically believe there is another realm or dimension. And a lot of people, you know, they'll be quick to jump and say, okay, that's a demon. But you got to realize if somebody was a butthole in life, they're going to be a butthole when they're dead. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah. Everybody jumps to the demon word, you know, and that's not the case 99.9% .9 of the times. Yeah. So why is it that, that you guys do what you do? What are you guys in game in this field? Just doing what we love and helping out clients. Trying, trying to home. help people. That's exactly right. Mm -hmm. And prove there is the other side. Mm -hmm. You know, if a, cust if a client comes to us and they call us in for help and they having these strange feelings that's got them scared to even go into their own home, mm -hmm. if we can go in there and find, even debunk what's going on and, you know, Okay, right. it's not spirit. It's you know, wiring in your house and you got a high electromagnetic field. It's causing you to hallucinate or whatever the case may be. Our main goal is not really actually hunting for ghosts. It is to help that client. Right. Yeah. yeah I, I like that and I understand that. I've had people call me out on 
on uh, who's you know who, who have Bigfoot on their property or think they have Bigfoot on their property, and you know go out there and sometimes it's you know it's not a Bigfoot you know hogs you know I had an old lady call me out one day and she told me she had she had Bigfoot rubbing up against her house but in reality it was there was a bunch of hogs out there you know and she felt better you know knowing that there were hogs I mean hogs are scary enough if you ask me you know but oh yeah oh yeah you know, yeah they're nothing to play with. Uh, we see plenty of them out here in Texas. I don't know if you guys have a, a lot of them out there in your area, but we do. Yeah, they're so they're so damn many of them. You got to be careful yeah. when you're out there. And see, right now we're getting carried out by coyotes over here. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh man, that's that's crazy. Um, so, so what are some of the your 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 favorite spots that you guys have investigated? Um, one of my favorites is usually Saint Albans Sanatorium in Rapid, Virginia. That we got a one we do. In uh, Darlington, we always get evidence there every time we go. Yeah. The one in Darlington, they don't want us to disclose the name. I was telling you about that earlier, but every time we go in there, man, we have a ball. Yeah. Uh, what what's special about that place? I would say mostly residual, but there is some intelligent there. Mm -hmm. And the more we go in there, it seems like the more I, I ain't gonna say the more they get used to us, but the more energy they have, the more they respond to us. And okay. I mean, we've got some really good evidence in there. You know, right. we went in there one day for an example. There was a, a stack about this high of post-it notes, and they were laying on top of the box. Well, we were in there and we were asking questions and you know shooting SLS and thermal and all that stuff. And we decided, let's take us a break. Let's go downstairs, get us a smoke, something to drink, use the restroom. We'll come back up. Everybody went down. We come back up. When we got up to the top, every one of them post-it notes were individually pulled apart and threw all over that room, all over the floor. <laughs> and like we know it. for a fact nobody was in the building. Right. That's pretty cool. Yeah. What are some of your favorite tools to use when you, when you guys go out? My, I like using everything, but here recently I've just gone straight to carrying just a straight recorder all the time. That's about what I carry right now. We build a portal. We built uh, EM pumps, K2 meters, uh, EMF meters, uh, digital cameras, digital recorders, the ovulus. I mean, we have a lot of equipment, but to be honest with you here lately, we we went back to the old school ways. Mm -hmm. You know, a recorder. That way, there's no interference, no radio scanning, AM, FM all the time. Just a recorder, and you know, of course, our video cameras. We do a lot of, uh, I guess you'd say solos. We got where we got into solos a lot. You know, set up a camera, one person going there alone and ask questions and see what they catch, and uh. You know, sometimes you got to go back to old school where you just get a couple bells and tie a rope to it and hang it on the doorknob, you know? Yeah. 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 You know what? Um, what I was, uh, uh, when I go out thick footing, I use those, uh, you know, those Kim lights kind of break and you shake up and blow. Yeah. 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 I, I, you know, I always tell those guys on the paranormal teams, you ought to try that, hang them, hang them somewhere and see what happens. See what they mess with them. Cause, no. We've yeah. actually used one of Saint Albans before. We broke it, threw it down the hallway, and probably about ten minutes later, come rolling back down the hallway. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Someone asked, uh, "Y'all offer up a pen?" I've heard that sometimes they'll attempt to write messages. 
Yeah. Well, That's have you ever heard of the paranormal puck? No. The paranormal puck is basically the same concept. It's a, a, a who made that? Bill Chapel. Yeah, I think so. I think Bill Chapel created it, but it's a little puck that you put down like in in an area you're investigating, and you'll have a tablet, and then they can actually write into that tablet, and it'll come through the puck where you could actually hear it. It's it's pretty much the same concept. Okay. Hmm, that's interesting. I like that. Yeah. Uh, when I did my first uh, 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 investigation in Mineral Wells, Texas, I had a friend. He had built his own little, uh, I don't know what you call it, spirit box or portal, you know, where you talk and they respond or whatever. Right. Um, he had built one without all the white noise. And he was showing me all the little bells and whistles to it. And, and uh, he says, well, I'm going to go upstairs. I'm going to do a session. And I asked, I said, well, can I go up there with you? And a voice came through, come up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now, see, we have one of those that we created also, and we've got really good responses out of it. Yeah. But when you're using those devices, you got to pay attention because it scans AM and FM frequencies. Right. And most of the time, most builders like us, we make them scan backwards instead of scanning the spectrum forward. Okay. So if, you, if you're listening to it and you got something that comes in and it says 103X, you know, right. that's a radio station. Ignore it. Right. It's nothing. But if you hold this cup right here and you say, okay, can you tell me what's in this cup? And it comes back and it says water. I mean, that's pretty undeniable. Right. Yeah. Is that what you got in there? Water? Yeah. <laughs> today it is. Yeah. For today, today that's water. It's a little late okay. over here. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Good. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we talked about earlier too, about, you know, having fun when you guys go out and, you know, I think that's the best way to do it, man. Just go out and have some fun. And you're out there with good people. That's right. You know, and, and in the end, it, it, you know, that's all that really matters, man, who, who you have around you and stuff like that. You know, I, I well, think. We consider ourselves as a family, not a team. Yeah. yeah good. We, we are. We're family. I mean, even when we're not investigating, we get together, cookouts, dinners, go go fishing, hunting, whatever. You know what I mean? We, we, we spend time together, even if it's not paranormal. Right. Yeah. You know, you talk about fishing and hunting, you know, spending a lot of times in the woods that, that I do and doing a lot of the Bigfoot research. I think there's a lot of paranormal stuff that happens out in the woods that people confuse with Bigfoot or will say that, you know, this is the Bigfoot, whether it's hearing voices or having stuff thrown at you, you know, hearing the footsteps. I think there's a lot more paranormal stuff that happens in the woods than what people think. I, but, uh, you know, being a Bigfoot researcher or out there looking for Bigfoot, that's what they're going to go to right away, you know. And right. I've probably been guilty of that, too, because I've heard the footsteps. I've had stuff thrown at me. I've heard, you know, voices. And I don't know how, if you guys are familiar with any of the Bigfoot uh, stuff, but people claim to hear uh, what's called samurai chatter when they when they talk and stuff like that. Right. And I've heard voices out there, and I'm like, and at first I used to always, oh, man, that's got to be a Bigfoot, right? But now I'm like, man, I bet anything that was some of that stuff I heard was paranormal, you know. Yeah. yeah, and like I said, yeah. it could be it could be residual stuff out there. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you don't know what happened on that land back in the day. That could have been Native American land. It could have. I mean, you don't you don't know. You don't yeah. know what happened there. Yeah. Somebody fighting over land. You know, you're on my land, or That's get right. off my land. You know. Yeah. Exactly. And I, so I think there's there's a lot of paranormal stuff that goes on out there, and I wish sometimes that um, I was I was into it a little bit more. That way, I could go out there and. Do some paranormal research, and that's what I, uh, I've got some friends in the paranormal field. And I tell them, Hey, when I'm gonna go out there bigfooting, I want you to come out there with me, and you can do your thing, and I'll do my thing. And that's right, compare you know? each other together and see what you got. Yeah, 
Do you guys ever uh, get a chance to go out and investigate, like out in the open, out in the wild, I guess you could say? We do, uh, we do kind of like tombs, graveyards, battlefields, stuff okay. like that. Okay. You guys ever getting any good uh, activity out there? Colonel Cobb's tomb. Colonel Cobb's tomb is, uh, yeah, we got quite a bit there. Yeah. We were out there one night. We had just built this new portal box, and me and him decided to go out there alone and test it out. And we had the box running, and he asked a question. He asked uh, Colonel Cobb, who did you serve up under? And clear as day, we have it on recorder, actually. It came through the box, and it said uh, General, Washington. General Washington. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. I asked it three separate times. We got the same response. We got the time. same response three times on, on footage. We have it. it. That was just amazing because back then, you know, Washington was the general. <laughs> right. Hey, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. I like that. But, um, you know, stuff like that, it's, it's like, you know, you, you can't. I mean, what else could it be, you know? I mean, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, what else could it be? It has to be the real deal, you know, to come out with that answer three times. And see, me and him is hard on evidence. I ain't going to lie to you. You know, you heard people talk of orbs and stuff like that, and 90% of them, we throw them out. We don't even look at them because it could be a bug. Uh, it could be anything. Moisture. There. Moisture, dust. I mean, there's just so many things it could be. So we're really hard on the evidence that we choose and say, okay, this is paranormal. And, you know, I think that's what's got us to where we're at today. Yeah. Someone's asking, was that an app or a, or a box itself? No, that was actually a portal box, box that we built ourselves. Okay. There's no app in it whatsoever. Yeah. You know, uh, in that house I used to live in, we had so much activity in that house. And uh, when, the act, when the activity got really, really ramped up, and uh, we were... We were scared, but we weren't like terrified. I guess because it was so new to us, right? And everything was, uh, you know, like I said, everything was was really, really getting amped up. And uh, I, I uh, got my phone out, like I said, and I started videoing. Man, there were so many orbs, so many orbs, and 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 I know people are are, are hard on the orbs, but man, it, it had to be orbs. I mean, there were hundreds of these orbs. I'm not lying, hundreds. I mean, just everywhere, and I'm like. You know, man, we had a clean house. You know, we, we, we kept up with the damn place, you know. And yeah. and uh, uh, I even put the camera towards the AC vent to show that the AC was off, you know. And uh, then I went to uh, my daughter's room where she had saw the black uh, shadow move. And there were orbs in there, too. And they were, those are the only two rooms that, that, that had all those orbs. Right. It was one of the craziest things I had ever seen. And we had never caught it ever since then, you know, when we went back. And see, if we, if we was to get something like that that was undeniable, right. we wouldn't just throw it out. You know what I mean? Right. But if you walking down the hallway and you got one little ball of light just go through the screen like that and it disappears and you never see it again, yeah. I cannot tell you that was an orb or a bug. You know, even if I blow it up and I examine it, there's no way to tell you. Yeah. Especially with the IR light and the night vision that we run. It's like the one that I caught uh, Wednesday night. I thought it was just a bug at first, but going back reviewing it, I had the camera in the hall in the stairwell. I said, Is that you trying to manifest come down the stairs? And I said, you know, manifest. You seen a ball of light pop up come down the stairs right past me and disappear. <laughs> and we got it on film. Actually, uh stay tuned to our website coming up here pretty soon. 
pdregionparanormal.com or pdregion.com. And we're going to have that evidence up for everybody to see. It's going to be pretty cool. Do you guys have a YouTube channel? or We do. PD Region Paranormal. YouTube slash PD Region Paranormal. And you guys do lives on that or do you just upload video? Most of our lives right now are on Facebook, but uh -huh. uh, pretty soon I'm hoping everything's going to be switched over to Paraflix. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Good group of guys over there. Too. Yeah. Great group of guys. Yeah. What do you guys have coming up as far as investigations? We got the North Carolina battleship coming up in two weeks. And that will be with uh, David Taylor of Our Haunted Lives and Christy Grissom of Our Haunted Lives. Okay. Josh okay. from Addict Junkie Paranormal. And, you know, a lot of people, if you need any paranormal equipment, you know, check out Addict Junkie Paranormal. Josh is a really good dude. His prices are outstanding. I mean, we've tested his equipment. He brought equipment this past week that we've never even seen, and we got to use it. And me and him both were really, really impressed with what we've seen. And I don't know if you guys know Eldon, but she says the paranormal seems to like my family. Most of us are from North and South Carolina. It's how I got into it. Well, see, I'm kin to some Mackinville's in Darlington, South Carolina. And one of our team members is a Mackinville. He's from Darlington, South Carolina. Andrew Mackinville. That's my cousin. <laughs> so I'm related to some Mackinville's. <laughs> Trying to read these comments. They're coming quite pretty fast. So I like that. Oh, someone just talking about words. Um, Hi, I'm fine. Elder. Okay. Oh, snap. My roots are from Darlington. Uh, yeah, my uh, my aunt had married Buck McInville. That's how we're related to him. Doris, <laughs> Mac Doris Humphreys married Buck McInville. Okay. It's, it's funny, man, how sometimes people just know each other. I'm not saying that these people know you, but it's just funny. Right. People know each other, you know. Uh, I worked with a guy for like 10 years and then Come to find out, you know, I went to school with some of his family and stuff. So, right. You know, it's just funny. It's well, small it's just world. like me and him when we got to hanging out and I met his dad. His dad's like, oh, yeah, I know who you are. I went to school with your dad. We used to stay the night together when we were kids and put model cars together. I'm like, <laughs> man, small world. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I don't want to get us off the subject, but you mentioned model cars. I look for those model cars. They don't make them. Uh, like the kind you have to glue together, and yeah. they're all like snapped together now. To me, that's cheating. Exactly. They still you know? make the glue together ones. I seen some actually at Hobby Lobby not too long ago. I about to say Hobby Lobby, but I don't push you gonna find. Yeah. Yeah. Messages me and mentioned to share some of my family notes. You might I know sure these people. Yeah. I'll send you a message after this is over, Mister McAvoy. She's talking to somebody. They're talking amongst themselves. Okay, good. So, uh, what do what do you guys? Uh, uh, I'm, trying, I'm trying to read these comments and talk to you guys at the same time. Sorry about that. Oh, we feel your pain, man. Yeah. See, we do. A lot of people will film their episodes or film their investigations and then go through and edit and get it just perfect like they want it, and then they upload it to their channels. We're mm -hmm. opposite of that. We film live, so what you see is what you get. There is no editing uh, whatsoever. 
we post it live as it happens. And we just, that's just something me and him's always like to do. That way yeah. give, give the people that follow us a chance to actually be a part of the investigations. They may see something that we don't see or hear something that we don't hear at the time. Yeah, and it's happened. We've had people, you know, watching our lives to comment on there. Did you just see that three seconds ago? And we can stop and back up and look, and three seconds ago, sure enough, something happens. Do you guys have everything, uh, have have ever had anything follow you guys home? I haven't. No, I haven't. What do you think about like um, like demonic possession? This guy's asking about that. You think that you think that's a thing? Uh, it's a thing. We actually run across one one time, not knowing what we we're running into. Yeah. Did you guys handle that yourselves, or did you call somebody else? Or we didn't have time to call anybody, yeah. and we didn't have no idea how to handle it. We have not been trained for this. Yeah. The only thing that I knew to do is what we did, and that is to pray. I mean, I put my hands on that fella and. I started praying and praying and praying and praying until he came out of when he came out of it, he passed out, hit the ground. When he woke up his where he fell on the ground, you know, his face was bleeding, his arm was bleeding. He didn't even know who we are. He was like, Why are y'all here? Who are y'all? He didn't even know what was going on. Oh wow. And you know, we weren't even there for that. We were there investigating a civil war place. Really? Yeah, and it just happened. That is so strange. I don't know you said it just happened, but what do you think happened? I mean, all we know is we were, we had a group upstairs in the Civil War home and he went in there with them. And he, uh, he was in camera frame. Me and him was outside watching the monitors. His cousin Andy was on the inside. And, yeah, right? Andy was on the inside with him. And we kept noticing in the monitor, this guy's eyes kept changing colors. Yeah. I mean, it's like they would just, even the whites of his eyes would just look like they turned black on the DVR screen. Hmm. And we sent, we called Andy on our walkie-talkie and told him, said, you know, watch out, watch out for him because some just don't look right. And then he, after that session was over, when he came outside, man, he just lost it. Yeah, I walked up to him and, he's, and I looked at him and started laughing at me. I'm like, you know who I am? He said, I know who you are. So laughing at me. I'm like, okay, something ain't right. So I put holy one on my finger. Walked by him, just touched him in the shoulder. About two minutes later, somebody's arm was on fire. He started screaming and hollering. And, I mean, I didn't know what to do for the boy. I just started talking to him. And then he started growling and all kind of saying So I don't even know what he was saying. It was not in our language. So all I knew to do was what I was taught. When you when you end out, pray. So I went <laughs> to praying. A couple of you guys are uh, religious. I don't know if that's the right word to say religious, but. Yes, sir. Pretty much, yeah. Okay. okay. We got strong faith and strong roots, you know. Yeah, that's good. That's good. I wish I was a little bit more like that. <laughs> I probably need to be. Well, in this field, it helps a lot. Yeah, I mean, you get carried away every once in a while, so we got pops for the reels back in. Yeah, we'll get carried away and we'll we'll sidetrack and <laughs> good old pops are coming there and okay, y'all, y'all got to quit. Man, he'll straighten us out and reel us back where we need to be. But, you know, we're still young. We yeah. like to have fun. Yeah, ain't nothing wrong with that. I'm old, but I still like to have fun. Oh, yeah. That's the way to go. The most stuff you ever catch is when you're being yourself and just having a good time. You don't know what's going on behind you. You don't know what's going on in front of you when you're sitting there and you're having a good time. 
that's that's when we catch the most evidence. Yeah. So I got to ask you guys, what do you guys think about Bigfoot? You've heard me talk about it in a couple of times already. What do you guys think about that? There's something out there. I haven't seen it, but you know, I've watched I watch a lot of shows about it. I have too, and, and there's something going on out there. You know, not far from us is the Uari Mountains. They know what it's called, Uari. Uari, and I mean, we've heard our whole life. Oh, they've had a Bigfoot spot. I mean, and that's been going on 42 years. I know. Yeah. And there's there's teams around here that actually get out in our area and look for him, but you know, we've always been on the paranormal side, so. I ain't going to say I don't believe in it, and I ain't going to say I do. I would say I would love to get out there and try to find evidence myself. Who knows? You might see us in the woods. That's right. You might see us out there looking. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, like I said, if anything, at least you're out there camping. You can't beat that sitting around the campfire. You got that right. right. Better Mm -hmm. sitting around the house all the time. Yeah, exactly. That's what I tell everybody. I I can't do it. I can't sit around the house all day and no, you know, I go stir crazy. Do you guys do residential then? I guess. Uh, yes, sir. Yeah, residential, business, uh, outdoor, anything. Okay. Anybody what, needs our help? All they got to do is ask. What's like a typical business you guys do or, or businesses? We've done a, a resort lodge. We've done that. We've done a you spell old bank, and we have a old drugstore. Old drugstore. Drug Ladies building. Uh, redoing the downtown Hamlet about a lot of buildings, putting new stuff in. They've had activity wants to come in and see what's going on in all these buildings for. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And there was a one time uh, me and Rob and the team was called out to Asheboro, North Carolina. It was a group of realty ladies that wanted us to come in. They were trying to see if the house was home and see what they needed to get rid of the stuff out of the house. That way they could sell the home. Right. And it has to go in a couple of houses up there to check it out. So we we were doing some remodeling to the hallway and to the the master restroom, master bathroom. Um, And my cousins, they were doing all the work for us. And they came like on a Wednesday night and they were going to start the next morning. But they came to kind of tell us, okay, tomorrow morning we're going to start doing this, 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 this. This is the process, you know. We're like, okay, we're listening to them. And uh, my cousin looks down at his arm and he, he looks over at my other cousin and my cousin's like, well, you know, what are you looking at me for? You know, and he starts talking again. He looks down at his arm and he looks at my cousin. He's like, are you grabbing me? And he's like, dude, I'm, I'm standing way over here, you know? And by this time, me and my family, we're, we're looking at each other like, okay, something's going on with Manuel, you know, something's going on. <laughs> and so my cousin Manuel steps off to the side and he's actually like in the corner and he's looking at everyone in the kitchen, you know, and, uh, He's talking again, and he looks down at his arm, and he says, "Cuz, come here." And he, he walks over there to me, and he grabs my arm. He like he like squeezes the hell out of my arm. He goes, "This is what it feels like." It feels like someone's grabbing my arm. So right at that time, we just told him, "Hey, look, this is what goes on in the house," you know. He's like, "Oh, right." I'm like, "Yeah." So the next morning, he comes in and starts his job, and he says, "Hey, come here. I want to show you something." And he shows me on his arm. He's got four fingerprint bruises on his arm. And I, yeah, I think they didn't want him remodeling the house. Yeah. Well, yeah. The, one of the biggest things about paranormal stuff when it starts happening like that, the more you acknowledge it, the more you feed into it, the stronger it gets because it feeds off of your energy. Yeah. So, I mean, if something like that happens and you just, whatever it is, what it is, walk on, go on with your business, 
you're not giving it any power over you. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. That's what we try to tell a lot of our clients, you know, as hard as it sounds, ignore it. It'll go away. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, you know, when we were really like scared, scared. We were, we were just so like not used to that, you know? Right. And, uh, but even like uh, that one night we had all that activity and my daughter saw that black shadow go from one corner room to the other room. You know, I mean, she went right back in her room and fell asleep, you know, you know, she didn't let it bother her. Uh, one night I woke up and uh, there was like, you know, some space right there between, you know, my bed and the wall. Right. And uh, there was a black shadow, black figure standing right there over me. And it looked like a woman. It looked like a woman in a, in a dress. And, you know, she moved towards me and I threw a kick at her. I was like, you know, get, get, get back. You know? <laughs> but it, she herself wasn't uh, trying to scare me. You know, it just startled me. I woke up. There's this person standing there, you know. And, uh, you know, when I realized what it was and uh, even my dog, he came into the room and he, he, he never came into our room. He knew better than that. He wasn't allowed in, in our bedroom. So he, he had to have known that something was there. And he came around the corner. He was just looking at me, and I'm looking at him. And I said, you know, go, you know, go back to bed. And he went. He left the room, and I went back to sleep. You know. Yeah. Well, the theory, theory is that uh, you know, animals can see stuff we can't. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He would be like sitting down or laying down. All of a sudden, he would jump up and he would like walk really fast to one room and then go to the other room and like he was like really looking for something, you know. But that was that was kind of weird. But you know, none of us were really were really scared. Uh, you know, even my, my son called me one day from, he was just graduated high school. He was getting ready to go to the Marines. And so he had a few weeks of kind of rest and sit around the house. And he called me at work and he's like, Hey dad, uh, I'm watching TV and I saw something out of the corner of my eye standing next to me. And, uh, when I got home, he, he described it better. He said that when he looked to his right, he had his arm sitting on the armrest and he saw this gray figure reaching out like that with his finger. And he just touched my son on the arm just so slightly and then it disappeared. You know. And instead of getting freaked out and running out of the house, he just stayed there and watched TV, you know. Yeah, that's that's the best way to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was that was it was uh it was you know, it was a fun place, you know. Like I said I I enjoyed that house. You know, I think it was the previous owners. I think my dad showed up from time to time and I think he's yeah, he followed me around for a couple of years. I was I had a was going through a, through a rough time and uh I think he made his, his presence known and his, you know, let me know he was around. Yeah. 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 Last couple of years around Halloween time we've done what they call the Richmond County Ghost Walk. Well, it's where we got a guy in the team who does really good research and he gets all the local history of the places up around town, around mm -hmm. the square and People come in, he takes them on guided tours and, you know, tells them everything about these places. Yeah. So a lot of them homes is about like what you described and you were in mm -hmm. little stuff like that happened. Nothing that's going to make a TV show, but enough to make the homeowners scratch their head, want to know how, you know, right. so we, we know exactly what you're saying. Yeah. 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 I, I actually kind of missed at home just based on that kind of stuff. Yeah. So what's on what's on your bucket list? What what, what places do you guys want to go check out? I would, I would like to investigate Valley Forge. Okay. 
I'm really, really wanting to go to Bobby Mackey's in Kentucky. Okay. <laughs> Don't I mean you might get in trouble at that place? We might. <laughs> yeah. We've been to Madison Seminary in Ohio, awesome place. Yeah. Uh, and then again, St. Albans, awesome place. I wouldn't mind doing Sweet Springs. That's the but we got to get that going too. Well. The battleship's gonna be a good one that we got in two weeks. That one's on my bucket list is about to get checked off. Good, yeah. We try to pick one place like that at least once a year to go do. Uh -huh. Right. But most of the time, you know, it's local stuff that keeps us busy. Uh -huh. But uh we do try to take time for ourselves and let's pick one place, everybody in the team pitch in and we'll rent the place out to ourselves and go stay the night or stay the weekend. Yeah. So we try to do that at least once a year. So here in Galveston, there's a hotel called Hotel uh, Galvez. And uh, it's it's got a lot of history in it. And it's like uh, one of the haunt, most haunted places here in, in Galveston. Uh, I, 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 well, I'm in Houston, but Galveston's right down the road, 50 miles from me. Um, so I'm in the, print, in, in the printing business, and we print all kinds of crap, man. Uh, one of the sales guys, the Hotel Galvez just got sold and is going on a remodeling. Well, he knows the owners, right? And there's one room in particular, 501. You guys can look it up, Google it, Hotel Galvez, room 501. It's like the most haunted room in, the, in that place. And he's going to talk to the owner for me and see if I can spend a night in that room. So that's, you know. Make sure you take your camera. <laughs> yeah, I think cameras and recording, you know, I've. I'll probably be too excited to sleep, so you won't hear too much snoring, but, you know, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I would love to have, and, like, right now, I don't think it's even open, or at least there's lots of it that are still closed, so I would love to go do it right right now that there's nobody there. That's, that would be probably the yeah, best thing. We're going to try to knock the battleship out, and then we got a lot of videos that we're doing now called uh haunted what is it haunted hometown what's that the stuff we're doing a hammer what did you name it uh hometown, hometown haunts hometown haunts yeah hometown so haunts. We're, we're trying to get all the video footage together for that where we can get it produced and put out there uh and you you know better than anybody when you get to producing a lot of footage like that and trying to edit and get it ready for TV and cut out the bad stuff and the cuss words. And it's a lot of work. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like to get the cuss words in. <laughs> well, it depends yeah. on where we air. You know, yeah, I, I, a lot I, of platforms is changing right now. <laughs> yeah. Hey, we're going to go live and get what they get. Yeah. When we go live now, there ain't nothing we can do. About it. <laughs> there you go. They'd, yeah. have to, they'd have to just send us a warning or ban us for three days. That's why they me beeping every time I talk. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. You know, in the heat of the moment, and something like that happens, you don't know what's going to come out your mouth. Yeah. Well, I don't know what's going to come out my mouth eat, you know, at, at any minute. So, <laughs> yeah. You I've got. <laughs> Like I told you guys, I'm pretty much a clown, man. I, I'm always we doing something. Us. I'm always doing something silly. Yeah, that's us. We love to have fun. Yeah, I, I'll tell you what. I, uh, my my uh my truck is broke down. It's got some uh, uh overheating issues, and uh, a friend of mine told me today at work. He goes, "Hey, you you want to use my my truck to go to lunch? You know, use it." I said, "Okay, cool." <laughs> so uh, 
I come back and I park and I'm like, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna put on the Spanish station, crank it up as loud as it'll go. You know, <laughs> I, I moved the seat all the way up. I put his wipers on. I turned the heater on all the way up. Then I I shut everything off and I could I saw him when he went to his car and, and he texted me. He goes, "Wow, really Mexican music." <laughs> yeah. I'm always doing something crazy, man. I like messing with people. That's like some shit we do. Yeah, it's about like whenever we were at St. Albans Sanatorium, he don't like Dawes at all. And when you go up the set of stairs, it kind of made a turn. Mm-hmm. As soon as you make a turn, there was a porcelain Dawes sitting in a wheel, I mean, in a high chair, just sitting there staring at you. Oh, yeah. But he, he liked to have a fit when he seen that doll. <laughs> yeah. It's pitch black. I would expect him to see that at the top of the stairs. And then Christy from Our Home and Live, she got David really good over there. They had this room to the side, and they had a big black curtain over it. Nobody knew what was in it because they had it roped off. Well, Christy kind of peeked in there and seen, and there was a zombie standing there from the uh, Halloween haunted tour they had. Yeah. And the zombie was just reaching for you, fixing to grab you. And she told, didn't say nothing to nobody, and she said, David, I keep hearing something in there. And when David pulled that curtain back and that zombie standing there, Man, he had a fit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I love that. I love that. That'd be great. Uh, I need to get me a zombie now. Yeah. St- I mean, we do little stuff like that, you know, especially when nothing's going on and everybody's kind of getting tired. You, you got to do something to liven everybody back up. Yeah. Like I said, man, it, 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 uh, it's no fun if everyone's serious anyway. You know. That's right. Yeah. And, you know, there's a, there's a time for it, but you got to do it. You know, the whole time you're there, then it's no fun. Yeah. Yeah. We try to we try to sit around and cut up with a ghost, get them to cut up with us sometimes. Yeah, and, and, it, and it works. It's works sometimes. I'm not gonna lie to you. Yeah. You know, it's just like uh we were doing the EVP recording, we didn't have nothing but a digital recorder, and we had it rolling, and he come walking in there and he said, If there's anybody in here with me, can I get a oh yeah? And about three seconds later, we cut it off and we got to listening to it, reviewing it. And at the end, when he said, can I get a high? Yeah. Back in the distance, all you heard was, Oh yeah. <laughs> oh man. That's great. That's great. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. When they're cutting up with you, that's pretty good. What are some of the creepiest EVPs you guys have gotten? That one we called a Hitler. That was weird. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we got one at uh, the Hamlet train depot here in Hamlet, North Carolina. And there was, we, were, we kept getting some spirit coming through the box and it was talking in a language we did not understand. And we got to noticing on the windows in the front of the place, you know, they were made in Germany. Some of them was made in Russia. And they were telling us that, you know, they, them windows came from back in the day when Hitler was around. And Brian got to asking questions about Hitler. And we didn't hear it with our ears, but after we got to reviewing the evidence, there's a voice in there when Brian said something about Hitler and it said Zikau. What does that mean? You know, that's what Hitler used to say every speech. I have no clue what it means, but if you go back and watch footage of Hitler, by every time he was talking, he would say that. I'm going to look that up. Yeah. Yeah, it's almost like a scream, Zika. Before I hear some woman talking to my, come on, get the body bags now. Then you hear him scream that out. Yeah, it was crazy. Hmm. 
then we got a the same place. We got a recording of a little girl running around singing, and we asked her what her name was, and she said Amy. And then uh, we got upstairs, and we heard the same little voice. We got to communicating with her more, and she said that she was in the bathroom. So everything about the Hamlet is paranormal. Take it from me. My dad was born in Hamlet, and he was paranormal, too. Yep. Have you guys ever heard disembodied voices? Uh, oh, yeah, all the time. Really? Yeah. Like, we, matter of fact, we got one Wednesday night when yep. we were in there. We didn't have anything running. We're all sitting around the table, just yep. messing around, and we heard a child laughing right behind us. And we're like, did you hear that? The child, and two minutes later, heard it again. The good thing about that one, though, we did have a recorder rolling. So not only did we hear it, but we actually recorded it. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, when was it Madison? Me and Andy were on the second floor. We walked in a room, and all of a sudden, just hear this woman screaming bloody murder loud as crap. It echoed the windows. I'm like, did you just hear that? And that was crazy. Hmm. I might have heard my name called before out loud. Not <laughs> I'm on one in the room. I was like, okay. That's weird. Well, we've had some crazy experiences. I ain't going to lie. I can see things and don't bother me as much, but you hear disembodied voices like, oh, crap. I was like, it just got real. <laughs> Especially if it catches you off guard and you're alone. That's that's what gets you the most. When you're doing a solo and you're down there by yourself and you see a shadow figure run across the end of the wall and you know you're by yourself, it'll put you on pins and needles. You know, I'm not going to say it'll scare you, but right. it's going to put you on high alert to where you're looking for every little thing that happens. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I remember one time we were kind of freaking out in the woods a little bit, you know, we hear movement and stuff and it turned out to be a damn bobcat, you know. That's about like me and you were at Colonel Cobb too. Yeah, I don't know what that was. <laughs> it sounded like a baby crying. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> we thought first thing we thought Bobcat, you know? Mm -hmm. And we, we took off running. We got back to the truck and we could hear it going through the woods, but it never showed itself. I don't know what it was. Hmm. I think uh, disembodied growl is worse than a uh, disembodied voice. Oh, you, you, you've heard of disembodied growl, huh? Oh, yeah. Several times in San Albans. Okay. The worst growl I ever heard was uh, we were doing you know, our Bigfoot thing, and someone had told me to take a dog whistle out there, and I took the dog whistle, and I blew it like four or five times, and, man, we got this growl back, and it was like the deepest demonic growl I ever heard and it hit you right in the chest like, uh -oh. yeah so I said I'm not doing this shit no more uh, <laughs> and I tell everybody man don't don't take that dog whistle out there they don't like it they don't like it I'm the opposite side I'll be like let's blow it again blow it again huh? <laughs> yeah. so what kind of advice would you give people who might want to get into this field I tell them uh, do what they want to do have fun with it but be very careful when you do it uh Ask people how they do things and learn from people how to use different types of equipment and basically be careful. Never do it by yourself. And don't do, don't get discouraged because you're going to have a lot of these groups out there. And I'm not talking about any one particular group, but you got groups out there that's been doing this for a long time and they got the high dollar equipment and they got the high dollar production cameras. And don't let that stuff 
don't let it get to you. You know, we started from a cell phone and a flashlight and it took 25 years to get to where we're at. Don't, don't think you got to have the best of everything because you don't. You don't. And you see some people cracking on these uh, equipment by using phones and stuff. You know, some people talk about, you know, what they use and stuff, trying to, they call it paralarping, like doing what they see on TV. Like I say, don't knock somebody for trying to do something they love doing. No matter what they use, as long as they're having fun doing it, get evidence. Don't judge it for what they use. And pretty much the, the biggest piece of advice I can give them is to stay grounded. Protect yourself in some way. You know what I mean? And, and you'll be fine. If you ever have any questions about investigating or want to go with us, hey, just hit us up. Yeah, hit us up. You more than you you can go with us if you need advice. We're here. If you need questions about equipment, we'll be glad to help you. Uh, we'll send you to the links where you can buy it, whatever you want to do, anything we can do to help. And where can people find you at? PDRegionParanormal.com, uh, Facebook, PDRegionParanormal. A YouTube at YouTube slash PD Region Paranormal. Or if you go to our website, my cell phone and his cell phone is on the website. We have TikTok. Yeah, give us a call, send us a text, email PD Region Paranormal at gmail.com. I mean, we have a lot of ways for you to get in touch with us. And there's a question here. Have you guys have y'all all looked into the possibility of investigating the motor speedway in Concord in Concord? Concord, I don't know. Yeah, Concord. may get some activity from Dale er Earnhardt. Who knows? I don't, don't know. We ain't really thought about that. That's a yeah. pretty good idea. Yeah, we got the Rockingham Motor Speedway right here in the town we live in, but it's been shut down for many years. But now they're bringing it back and they're starting to do more things with it. But we've never thought to go out there. <laughs> well, cool. You guys have any uh, words of wisdom to impart with the people before we call it a night? Well, biggest thing is, man, is do what you love. If you love chasing paranormal, chase it. If you love looking for Bigfoot, do it. If you love looking for UFOs, do it. Don't let nobody discourage you from doing what you like, man. Get out there and do it. Do what you love. And try to record it where you can share it with us. <laughs> there you go, man. Yeah, those are good words, man. Yeah, do what you love, man. Don't worry about anybody else, you know. And, you know. We look at it just like in the paranormal field. We started what we call para-unity. Right. Before it was this team doing its own thing, this team doing its own thing. Now we, we look at it like a family. Everybody in the paranormal field is a family. If you need us, call us. If you need help with anything, if you need manpower, equipment, whatever, call us. You know, we can do more together than we can all do apart. Good words, man. I like that. Yeah, you're right about that. You know, we, everybody needs to stick together. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, I mean, that's what it's all about, you know. We should all be working working towards the same goals and that's right. You know, not not trying to get so much division between us. There's enough of that in this in this world. We don't need it yeah, in the paranormal field. This field here has big division in it too. It does. Yeah, that's unfortunate and, too. You know, that's you unfortunate. These people here, oh, we caught this and we caught that. You know, good for you. I'm I'm glad you did, but we all have the same goal, and that is to get concrete evidence of the paranormal. And if we can help you in any way do that, we would be more than glad to. Well, good words, guys. I appreciate you guys coming on, man. And uh, you guys are great guests. You know, we have to do this again sometime. And, uh, you know, if you guys ever need anything from me, you know, you're more than welcome to share your stuff on my page. You know, tag me in it. I'll share it for you guys, too. 
All right. We appreciate, appreciate that. We appreciate the opportunity yeah. to be on here with you. So we, we're going to start sharing yours too. And uh, I'll probably even put you a link on our website where people can just click and go straight to your page. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that very much, man. And uh, everybody in the chat room, I appreciate all the activity, man. You guys are doing great as always. So thanks a lot for, for joining and watching the show. And with, with that, I guess it's, I'm ready for the weekend. I don't know about you guys, but I'm ready for it. We are. I'm going to go see uh, John Pardee tomorrow. I don't know if you guys know John Pardee. Uh, he's a country singer. I went to see Keith, Keith Urban Wednesday night. So, so that's what I'll be doing tomorrow. So I might have a... Yeah, I might too slow for me. I might have me a few adult beverages. Hey, tomorrow yeah. I'm planning on doing a, one of the biggest low country bowls I've ever did. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, what are you what are, what are you making? Uh, low cut seafood bowl. Okay, okay. It is crawfish season. I love crawfish. Man. Yep, it's, I got plenty to go in it too, buddy. Well, shit, I might have to take a drive up there, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right, fellas, man. Y'all have a good night. And have a great weekend, man. Thanks so you much man. again. Right, man. Appreciate it. We thank you for having us, man. All right, guys. You have a good night. Good weekend. Right. Later.